those of you who don't know me, my name is Nigel. I'm one of the leaders here at Gateway. Um, it's great to see you this morning. It's great to see quite a number of new faces as well. Um, each week there's new faces at the moment, which is fantastic. It's so good. We just love welcoming new people in amongst us um, and reconnecting after the weirdest 18 months that we've been through, I think, in many ways. Um, so bear with us as we, I, I, hopefully, the room is a bit better organised today and it was a bit easier to get into the seats. We're still fumbling a little bit with chairs, but we're really keen to keep this sense of um, connecting with one another and being in groups, so hence these little pods so that we can uh, welcome one another and pray for one another. And it, we're just kind of experimenting each week and trying to get the chairs to work, so please bear with us. But it's great. I just really want to encourage you, actually, that um, as we gather these days, that you're really open-hearted to one another. You know, we're very different. We're from different backgrounds. We don't know each other. But when others come in near us, let's be really welcoming. Can I encourage you with that? And let's um, get to know who each other are, find out our names, welcome people in, shuffle chairs where we need to, because we're a family. Amen? Um, and it is, so, it, it is a, a great privilege, actually, uh, for us to gather in this way every week and to connect with one another. There's not many settings where you will find the diversity that we have in this room, and that is a privilege. It's part of the being part of God's family and being part of the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. And so we need to treasure that. We need to welcome one another. We need to be open, and we need to uh, be open to God in that and see what he wants to do as he uses each one of us in one another's lives as well, as we're led by the Spirit. Amen? Um, and we'll come back to that in a minute, actually, because that's kind of today's preach, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, while we're just talking about welcoming, I just want to uh, mention again um, what we're, we're planning to do on Sunday, the 7th of November, next month. We are not meeting in our normal way, um, but we are having a meal together, a banquet, if you like, and we are inviting our friends in the Harbour Project. Um, you, some of you will know about this already, but the Harbour Project um, is um, a charity which works in Swindon to welcome asylum seekers and refugees into Swindon, working with over 600 people um, at the moment in Swindon. They're doing an amazing job, and we've really got to know them during the pandemic. Um, some of their visitors uh, live quite close to here, and they've been using this building, probably the main user of this building, actually, during the pandemic. Um, we were able to, to uh, encourage the, Har the guys at the Harbour Project to welcome visitors um, and use this building to meet with people. So we've made some new friends. Um, a lot of you haven't yet, but we hope that you will on Sunday, the 7th of November. Um, you, that you hopefully will have received an email about it. Uh, we're going to have a feast. We're gonna, um, the the Biplop up in Old Town are coming to cater for us, so we don't have to do the food. We're going to welcome visitors from the Harbour Project. We're going to run some stuff for kids. Um, and we need lots of people to sign up, to come and eat, but also to come and serve as well. And really, the whole purpose of this is to be a welcoming family and to display what it is to be part of the kingdom of God and what God's generosity is like, okay? It's not about preaching the gospel in words on this occasion. It's about welcoming and showing the love of God. And we want to open our doors and do that. Just like if you had a new person in your street that you didn't know, that you'd welcome them hopefully into your home. It's the, it's the same kind of principle that we're welcoming into our family and throwing a banquet. So if you haven't yet signed up, um, we would love you to sign up. If you haven't seen the email, come and ask us about it. Um, but we need lots of people to help and to get on board. And we're believing that 
Um, there's all sorts of things that God will do as a result of it and leading on from it. And who knows what relationships or friendships will come out of it. Um, and we look to God, really, to see what he wants to do with it. But it's one of the ways that we're looking to do things a little bit differently. Um, we feel like it's been a shaking time, hasn't it? And God has shaken us out of our comfort zones in all sorts of different ways. And we feel like God is speaking to us about doing things a bit differently in these times. And this is one of those ways where we say uh, we want to be generous, we want to be open, and we want to do things uh, differently. And we'll see what God will do as he leads us in that. Amen? So please Amen. sign up. Okay. So as I say, things have been shaken in many ways. And that is part of the reason why over these weeks we are going back into the book of Ephesians, which is the, just the most amazing place for reviewing our foundations as God's people. So the foundational truths of our faith about who God is, who we are, are expounded amazingly clearly by Paul at the beginning of Ephesians, which is why in days of shaking, we felt like God was saying, but I want you to re-examine and uh, reconfirm your foundations in me. So we thought, right, we're going to go back to Ephesians, and we're going to speak from that, uh, and we're going to really solidify who we are in God as everything else around us shakes. And so that is where we've been doing. We've been in um, Ephesians last week. If you were here, Kaz unpacked the first part of Ephesians 2 and that whole sense of what are we saved from. So we were dead, but God in Christ has made us alive. If we're now in relationship with Jesus Christ, if we've given us our lives to him in that way, if we've come and confessed our sin to him, and said to Jesus, I want you to be Lord, then the Bible says that where we were dead, we have now been recreated, if you like. We've been born again. We've been made alive with Christ. And that is what is the most incredible, significant thing um, that God has done in us. And last week, we were talking about what God has saved us from. And this week, we come to the question, well, in that case, what has he saved us for? And one little verse, which is really, it's a really interesting question, isn't it? And we are going to verse 10. Today, we're going to do one verse only. We thought maybe we'll be, maybe we can actually do it in time if we just do one verse for a day. Um, Ephesians 2, verse 10. What is it that we're saved for? What has God uh, recreated us for right now? So let me read. Um, the first part of Ephesians 2 from verse 1 through to verse 10, where we're landing today. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest... We were by nature deserving of God's wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace that you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace in, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. It's not from yourselves, it's the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus 
to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Isn't that an amazing verse? But we are God's handiwork, created, recreated in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Amen? So we're not just sitting around with a ticket to heaven, waiting for God to make everything new and sort everything out. We're not, we're not just carrying on in life, just like nothing has ever changed, and maybe we add in a bit of, add in a bit of church on a Sunday, do the odd, odd thing that you're expected to do when you're a Christian, but everything else stays the same. No, 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 no. That's not why we were rescued from death to life. Okay, that's not why we were recreated. We were recreated so that we might do the good things, which the good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Amen? So James tells us in a familiar verse in James, James 2 verse, verse 17, faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. In other versions, you may, might be familiar with the version that says faith without works, is dead. Faith needs to result in something. It needs to bear fruit. Otherwise, it's not real faith. And the Bible tells us that God has prepared things in advance for us to do. And we believe, I believe, that one of the things that has happened during the pandemic and during this shaking um, and this pruning time, if you like, that we've been through, where everything's been up in the air and we've been really forced to question what we're about and what is life about, one of the things that we believe that God has used this time for is actually to, sh to sh shake us and prepare us for fruitfulness. To prepare us to be more fruitful than we've been before. To prepare us to usher in the kingdom of God in new ways. To actually, for us to do some of these things that God has prepared in advance for us to do. And actually where, so, where in some ways maybe we were just drifting along in life, that actually there's been a shaking that, that God is stimulating some stuff in us. And what's interesting about this is it's always interesting when, when things are changing around us to go back to some of the prophetic words we believe in, the gift of prophecy where God speaks to us uh, through individuals who come and uh, just have that sense that God's speaking and they share it with, with others of us in the body um, of his people. And there's been some, there's some really interesting prophetic words for both from, from before the pandemic and through the pandemic, which to me point to this uh, preparing for fruitfulness. So let me give you a couple of them. So uh, I'm always quoting this, Julian Adams, uh, a well-known uh, prophet amongst our family of churches. He came here in 2013. I think I read something from uh, what he prophesied then last time I was up here. And just one little phrase, he said, it's a transition season coming, but God is going to begin to unlock a wineskin that is going to pour out wine across this city, he's talking about Swindon, and release the kingdom of God wherever you go. And I believe that that is the time that, that we are coming into. Again, just before the pandemic, I love to quote um, Elizabeth's prophetic words. She sits there quietly, but there's some profound prophetic words that where is she? She's at the back there looking, looking shy. <laughs> um, no, but this was another amazing one, Elizabeth. I don't know if you remember this, about the, um, about the pomegranate. This was October 2019, just before um, the coronavirus. We didn't know even what coronavirus was in those days. Imagine that. Um, a pomegranate is made up mainly of seeds and contains very little pulp. The church is to be like a pomegranate. God is waiting and ready to break open the pomegranate and release the seeds. 
The seeds will scatter themselves around, blessing, giving nourishment, and spreading their goodness. And God, and here's the, here, here's the really interesting bit. This is 2019, remember? We didn't know anything. God is going to shake us, the church, out of our comfort to be a blessing, to provide blessing. Amen. 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 And then during the pandemic, a uh, prophet from another church in our family, down in Worthing, Rodney Haggard, which in, incidentally is where uh, Colin and Robert um, Sinclair are. They are there this morning supporting them as they open a new building. So they're part of our family of churches down in Worthing. And Rodney spoke to us during the pandemic. I think it was on a screen. Yeah, it was at the time when we weren't meeting. And he talked about this amazing garden, this picture of a garden that he saw, where there was a lot of pruning and some things were being taken out and stuff was being changed. And the landscape was looking very different. But he said, as part of that, that um, so it was quite a painful time in some ways, trees being cut back, new, new views being created. And he said, I feel there's a time of incredible fruitfulness that is coming upon you as a church. And the garden is being made ready for public display, like a public opening. Okay, so lots of different clues, I think, in the prophetic. It's not, it's not the Bible, but it, it helps us to understand what God is doing. And I believe there's been a shaking which has been preparing us for fruitfulness, preparing us to see the kingdom advance in the days ahead. And I believe that we're to be ready for that and alert to that. And um, that is the backdrop, if you like, to this verse, which let me tell you it again, for we are God's handiwork. You who were dead but have been made alive, you are God's handiwork now. Created in Christ to do the good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. So what are they? And how do we find them? That's the question, isn't it? So three quick things from this verse. And the first thing is this. You are God's handiwork. Okay? This is the first, this is the place to start. It's always the place to start. Before we do anything, we need to understand who we are. Amen? This is very important, very fundamental. That we mustn't start doing stuff for God. It's so tempting to get on and feel like we must do stuff or we, we ought to or we feel guilty if we don't before we've, I, we, before we've stopped and understood who we are in Christ. Amen? Who we are and whose we are. And the word to every one of you this morning is that you are God's handiwork. Amen? God's workmanship, the Bible says. I love the passion... Um, uh, I was going to say, it calls itself the Passion Translation. Of course, it's not a translation. It's, uh, what's the word? I've, the word's just gone out of my head. Paraphrase. Thank you very much. Um, but um, I love the way it says it, though. It says, God, you are God's poetry. Isn't that? There's something creative, something about God's, uh, God's design as an artist and a creator that went into making you. And that is the first place. Before we do anything, we need to understand that and receive that. That we are, you are God's design. You are God's workmanship. You are God's create, you display God's creativity in who you are. What, no matter what you think about yourself or how you think about yourself or your past or what, what you've been through. No, the Bible says something quite different. That you are God's handiwork and his workmanship. Amen. And before you do anything, stop and recognize that. Some of you might have got an email from a certain Gateway Church Swindon on Friday. I don't know if you did, about signing up for prayer emails to come out. Did anyone get that? 
And did you click the button and sign up for a prayer, for a prayer email? If you haven't done it, I recommend that you do it. Prayer is an absolute priority and we want to begin to feed out some of the stuff that needs praying for more regularly, but that wasn't the point of me saying that. The point was that if you clicked yes to sign up to the emails, you got a, a thing that said, I'd like you now to confirm your humanity. I mean, I know you get those things about robots, but this actually said, please, will you confirm with a tick your humanity? I'm like, yes, just check. Yes, yes, I am human. But, you know, I thought, well, that's a really interesting little message, though, actually, is that before you do anything, even before you pray, understand who you are. Amen? Understand that you are the creative workmanship of God. And don't let anyone or don't let yourself or anybody else tell you anything different. But actually, if you've been born again, if you've been redeemed for Christ, then you've been recreated. And, and actually, God uses all the flaws and the sin and the experiences and recreates and redeems them for his purposes. And we are his workmanship. Amen? And some people here need to, need to hear that this morning and receive that and understand it. You are the workmanship of God. He's the one who created everything. He's the one who put stars in space. He he created you and then recreated you in Christ for purpose. Amen? Can we just let that sink in for a minute? Tell that to yourself. Say, I am. Some of us really struggle to acknowledge that. It's hard sometimes, isn't it? with things that we've been through, but no, you are the workmanship of Christ. You're his poetry. You express in who you are, without, without doing anything, before you do anything, his creativity and his love and his plan. Amen? And the second point is this, that the invitation is not suddenly to drum up some things, find some things to do but actually to join God in what he is already doing. Amen? So in the first chapter, I don't know if you remember back to when Colin started this series in chapter one, and he talked about the Trinity and the fact that as Paul begins to expound the gospel in in Ephesians, it's very clear that we are adopted by the Father, included in the Son, and marked with the Holy Spirit. There's this sense of the Trinity is involved. The, the three parts of God are involved. And actually that they were in relationship, loving one another, being God, way before creation was even thought of or even began, before we were formed. But, and what God is doing in recreating us and making a people for himself is drawing us into what he is already doing in the world. Amen? So he is, the Bible tells us that God is making all things new. There's a day where we will see that completely. We don't see that right now. We live in a world of mess and pain and sin. But the Bible tells us, and we believe it, that God is making all things new. Amen? That's, he's, he's beginning that process in us. We're a, work, we're, we're a work in progress. We're not fully transformed. One day we will be, but we're being transformed. And what he's doing in that process, what the Holy Spirit is doing, is drawing us into this amazing relationship uh, that goes on in the Trinity. Drawing us into his love, drawing us into his life, so that we can be the people that he's made us to be, and so that we can do the things he's got for us to do. So all we're doing is joining what he's already started. 
We're joining this process of transformation in the world that he's already about. We're joining him in his making all things new. And another paraphrase, the message, I love how the message makes it, says this, so it says this, he creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he's doing. I came across a, a great quote by a guy called Gerard, Gerald Kelly, um, who says, the Holy Spirit hasn't come to tickle our toes. He's come to draw us into the life and love of the Trinity. And many of you will be familiar with John 15, which says exactly that, doesn't it? That is, as we're connected to the vine, as we're connected to Jesus, as we're drawn into his love and his life and stay connected to him, then that's when we bear fruit. Amen? Amen. Only if we're in Christ, only if we know him, only if we're connected to him, only if we're seeking after him will we bear any fruit that's worth anything. Amen? So the first thing is you are God's workmanship. You're the creative poetry, the, the creative artistry of God. That's who you are. The second thing is that God, in recreating us and redeeming us, has drawn us into the life and the love of the Trinity. And to, he's drawn us into what he is already doing in the world, which is bringing transformation, which is making all things new bit by bit. That is already happening in our lives. And the invitation for him, from him, is to join him in that, is to find the things that he has prepared in advance for us to do and get on with doing them. Amen? So we don't have to make it up. What we have to do is get connected to the vine. We don't have to come up with things that are good ideas that might be nice for us to start doing around the place. All we have to do is seek him and be filled with his spirit and say, God, what would you, what would you have me do? Uh, we, there's a, a lovely lady who hasn't been here for a few years, uh, Angela Ken, some of you will know her, uh, a real friend of the church and another prophetic voice who always said to us, just keep your eyes fixed on Jesus and you will stumble across the things that he's got for you to do. Make no mistake, there are things that each one of us has recreated workmanship of God he's got for us to do. Those things are there. But the way we find them is to seek him first Get connected to the vine, make sure we're connected and filled with his spirit, and then he will show us, bit by bit, the things that he's got for us to do. Amen. Part three. You were made for this day and for things that God is going to put in your path today and tomorrow and this week. Amen? And the things that he, isn't this, an this is an incredible, incredible truth, isn't it? That the things that God's got for us to do were planned even before we were created, before the creation of the world. Can you get your head around that for a minute? The things that God has designed you for and redeemed you for, that take into account the things that you've been through in your life, the ups and the downs, the bad bits, the failures, the successes, all of that redeemed by God, but he saw it in advance and he planned stuff that only you would be able to do for the, for, for the, for the sake of his kingdom. And he designed it in advance. Is that amazing or is that amazing? Which means that he made you, that he knew you were going to be around at this point, in this place, with what's going to happen to you this week. He knew that. That was part of the redemption plan. I don't get how it all works together. 
But he made you for today, and he made today for you. Because he, he saw it all in advance. Not only are you his creative workmanship, but there's stuff that only you can do as he's redeemed and recreated you that he saw in advance and he wants you to walk in it in these days. And it might be small things and it might be enormous things. It might be offering a cup of tea to the, to the neighbour who moves in next door and showing love and care. It might, might be something you say to somebody at the coffee machine at work. Or it might be going and setting up a church in Burundi and, and, and looking to feed the nation. It, it, it doesn't matter. It's not, the point is not whether it's big or small. The point isn't what anybody else thinks about it. The point is that God saw it in advance. And in his redemption plan for you, he had it mapped out. And we need to go after him in these days to find those things that he has for us. Small things, big things, interesting things. Well, I bet they're all interesting. But we don't just drift on in life and rock up to church once in a while. Now, this is about seeking after him. This is about finding him every day, saying, God, will you draw me into what you're already doing? May I find my part in it? Will you help me to discover what I've been redeemed for? I know I'm not kind of giving you the answer to, you know, you're saying, oh, well, what is it that I'm supposed to do? Well, I don't know. You've got to go and look. You've got to go and seek God for that and get connected to him. But listen, this is for every one of us. Amen. This is not about leaders. This is not about people who've had a prophetic word or got a calling in some way. Uh, there's all sorts of hot, help, unhelpful phrases around this, isn't there? We were having a, an interesting conversation, Al and me and, and Liz, in the week. It's for every one of us. You don't need a calling of some special thing. You need to be connected into Jesus and you need to look to him each day and say, God, where, where is it that you're directing me today? What is it that you've planned in advance? What have you seen as you've redeemed and recreated me? What is it that you've seen in my that you know is going to come across my path? How do I tune me into that, Lord? May I follow you and be faithful? And it's all his stuff, you see. If you think you've had a good idea of what you could do for God, even if you're doing the most amazing thing, you're only joining God in what he was already doing. He recreated you for it. It's not, don't take too much responsibility for it. But equally, if somebody... If somebody says, oh, no, you can't do that anymore. And you think, oh, no, but this is what I give. No, 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 God saw that. No, God knew that. You're, only, you're, only, he, he, you're his workmanship. You just keep close to him and he'll give you the things. It might not be the things you expect. It might not be what other people have, have planned for you or expect for you. But it's about being connected into the vine. It's about being drawn into, um, into the love and the life of God that then we might become, gradually, as we're transformed, the people God wants us to be and find those things that he's prepared in advance for us to do. Amen? Amen. It's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. It sounds like a fun journey of discovery to me. But the point is, are you engaged with that discovery? Or are you letting life drift, drift past? This is not about going through the motions. This is about getting connected with God, being filled with the Spirit and allowing him to, to, to find in you and to birth in you some of those things that he's prepared in advance. That might, as I say, they might be, the, don't get me wrong, they might be the smallest thing. They might be a conversation. They might be the way that you uh, are with your kids on, on a particular day. The things that, ha- the, the ways you react when things go wrong. The works. Or they might be amazing things that God's laid in your heart to do. 
But the point is stay connected to him and let him reveal by his spirit the things that he's got prepared in advance. What amazing dignity that gives to us, isn't it? Amazing to think that God, in his redemption plan, has these things in advance. So can we, I, what I want to encourage us is to go after God, to seek him, that we might bear fruit in this season in a way that we've not done before. Not to put pressure on ourselves, but to join in with what God is doing. Not to meet any our own or somebody else's expectations, but to be filled with the Spirit and follow where He leads. Amen. And um, what I would love to do, I thought it was so good last week when at the end we just made some space at the front and we just invited people who wanted to just connect and encounter God again. You know, it's been a long time that we've been able to be in this kind of place together of encountering God and his promise is that as we're together, his spirit is amongst us. That this is the temple, as God's people are gathered, it's the temple. We're the temple of the spirit and he dwells amongst us. And what I'd love us to do is just to have time for us to respond individually to God for a few minutes. We started late, so we'll finish a little bit late. Um, but just to let God soak us, let him speak to us, let him fill us with the spirit. Maybe some of us need to just hear that word, that you are God's workmanship. Whatever you think about yourself, to recalibrate our minds as they know you are the workmanship of Jesus Christ. Maybe we just need to let that sink in this week. Or maybe you're, you're, you're saying, oh, I don't know what I'm do- I don't know what I should be doing in, in the kingdom, or oh, I feel like God's spoken to me about this, but I'm not sure, or, or I just don't feel like I'm really activated. I don't feel like I'm activated to be the person that God's recreated me to be. Whatever it is that you're living with this morning, I'd love us just to get before God and allow the Spirit just to soak us a little bit. And for, to re, maybe, maybe it's about reconnecting this morning with him. Maybe it's about letting him speak to us about some of the things that are going on in our heads, the, way, the direction he wants us to take in life. But make no mistake, you were redeemed for purpose. There are things that God planned in advance that have your mark on them and nobody else can do them. Because you're the creative handiwork of God and you you and me every one of us we're to bring in that the kingdom of God in all sorts of different ways we're to see transformation we're to see things made new as we encounter them. amen